Hello and welcome to another episode of Back of the Grid. We are here this week to preview the last race before the summer break, which is the Hungarian Grand Prix. I'm your host this week, Tom, and I'm joined as always by Chris. Hi. And by Stu. Oh, hi there. Oh, hi there. <laughs> um, I feel like we've got to this point really quick this this year. Yeah. I don't know about you, but... Is that because it's been five days since we recorded an episode of this podcast? That... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like... I was sort of looking at the calendar and thinking, wow, it's summer break. It's August. Yeah, we're actually... Like, it just seems to have really kind of fast. suddenly turned up, but... No, I'm with you. It's come around really, really, really... Way quicker than I was expecting it to. Just everything this year has gone really, really fast, I think. Yeah. On and off track. It also... Looking at the calendar coming up feels like a bit of a leap into the unknown from this point as well, because like the first half of the season, like most of the races look pretty solid. Look at the second half. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, I mean, we're going to have to start with it because it will be the talking point of this week. <sighs> Not that we really want to talk about it anymore, oh, God. but we have an update on Copsgate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I hate this so much. You, I cannot tell you how much I hate this. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, yeah, as expected slash feared, uh, Red Bull have officially requested that the stewards review the decision on the Hamilton Verstappen collision last time out at Silverstone. Um, there's a meeting with stewards via video course scheduled this Thursday. Um, the the process dictates that Red Bull will have to provide some kind of new and significant information that wasn't available to the stewards at the time of the original decision. So they clearly think they have something that fits that description. What that might be, who knows? Um, Then, yeah, there'll be an initial stewards meeting where the stewards will decide if they even think a review should take place. And if they do, they'll then talk to... uh, Hamilton, Verstappen, and representatives from the team. Um, so it's not really actually a thing yet, is it? It's 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 the no. announcement that they're gonna the FIA will con are gonna decide whether or not to review. Something it. may or may not happen on Thursday. If they yeah. If, yeah. if they do decide that it's worth reviewing, the whole thing will happen on Thursday. But. I, well, at least it'll be out of the way before the race weekend. I hope so, because, I mean, we said last week, I kind of wish it would have been a back-to-back race just so we could have yeah. found some new things to talk about. Well, I'm, I'm sure we're going to have a whole whole another crash to talk about on uh, mm. like within <laughs> yeah. three days of this review anyway. So Yeah, I mean, as an ad, like my, my suspicion is that the stewards will just say, no, we made a decision, that was what the decision was. Like, Unless Red Bull legitimately have something... What could they have? What could it be? Yeah, like secret team radio. Re- re- I can't even say it. Secret team radio, where Lewis is like, "Guys, guys, I'm going to punt him. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to do it into cops. Exactly. Like, like, like or just you've got something that damning. What else do you have? Really or just situation? Lewis saying, "Guys, guys, guys, watch this." <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the hilarious thing about this whole thing for me, it actually really bugged me when I found this out because. The other day, you've got Christian Horner saying, where is it? He says, um, I don't think the stewards should be interfered with. I went to see the stewards because I heard Toto was up there pre- presenting a case. And if you want it to be, and and if you, and you want it to be fair and balanced, I don't think it's right that team principals should be able to lobby the stewards. 
they should be locked away so that they're not influenced. For me, that wasn't acceptable that he had got up there. Well, if, if you don't want the team principals to be lobbying stewards, then why on earth are you still lobbying stewards yeah, exactly. five days, days later? Yeah. After like, Well, yeah, how, how many days is it now? Like a week and a half later yeah. after the... Yeah, Ten, yeah, it's just... Easily. It's just a joke. It's just it's, lame, that's what it is. It's just like, as we said last week, like I get in the heat of the moment, Red Bull were understandably upset with the whole thing. And sometimes in that situation, you maybe say things a bit over the top, you know what I mean? But the fact that, like you say, best part of 10 days later, it's still going on and they're still like, oh, it's cost us this much to, re- it's going to cost us this oh, much to I mean, like, that's balls as well. So, like, but it's like that whole yeah. thing. Like, that's just part of the game. Yeah. Like they talk about, oh, we're right up to the edge of the budget kind of thing. It's the same for everyone. Everyone's got the same budget. Yeah, you've you all signed up to in, it. Like what your costs are going to be for the year, and surely part of your planning for the year is the potential for a write-off of a car. And if like, yeah. you have to factor that in, otherwise you're going to be, you know, it's just, or you have to find a way of finding it because these hmm. are the margins that we're working with, and that's Formula One. They're and the if, rules. If you didn't factor it in, then you were knowingly taking a risk, and that risk is like backfired on you I just, yeah exactly and, they, that, and that's how it works that's the game yeah that's yeah. It's a game of risk and reward and they've they, if they get to the end of the season they've spent more than what they are allowed to spend then they've taken a risk and as chris says it's they'll be penalized and it's whether or not that risk pays off so yeah you you, you play the game uh, and it beat you in the face exactly and, and you know what that's red bull isn't it playing the game and getting bit in the face at the moment and this is the thing like you know, last week we between three us we kind of came down on racing incident. If you had to apportion blame, probably slightly towards Hamilton's direction, as as an average between mm. the three of us. Yeah. And you know, we all had sympathy with the situation Red Bull and Verstappen found themselves in. But at this point in time, I think everybody's running out of sympathy and patience with Red Bull. Like the general consensus seems to be like, shut up! You're just making yourself look a bit petty. And yeah. yeah. And it's the hypocrisy as well. Like, there's a quote from Christian Horner that's been <laughs> it's literally just, just, just then perfect example. Of yeah, the exactly. Hypocrisy. Oh yeah. The like, quote from Christian Horner you might have seen that's been doing the rounds from um, the Spanish Grand Prix, where if you remember, like Verstappen went up the inside of Hamilton to turn one. It was a proper like lunge, and Hamilton had to get out of it. After that race, Christian Horner said um, that was for Max Verstappen. He was just going for it, and he positioned his car fantastically well. Um, he just braked a bit later and ran the car wide. Thankfully, Lewis had got out of it because otherwise he would have ended up in the fence. And mm. you can't, you can't at one race <laughs> praise your driver for chucking it up the inside, the other driver having to get out of the way, and then a few weeks later complain yeah. when you're on the receiving end of that. It's just yep. they're that's just so perfectly elo- eloquent. Quest, look, that's, that's very difficult. That wasn't to say. very eloquent. That is that was <laughs> the, the opposite of eloquent. Um, Let's move on very quickly <laughs> from that. Let's move away from that, Stu. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, in conclusion, they're just making themselves look a bit silly, I think. They it's, totally are. It's, it's lame. It's what, super, last week, they looked like sore losers. This week, they look lame to me. And like, what do they want? It, like, what are the outcomes? Like, oh, okay, instead we'll give Hamilton a a bigger penalty and Charles Leclerc will have to get handy the trophy in the weirdest way to win a race of yeah. all time. Like, No, it's weird. Very, very weird. I well, I was going to come to this later, but I might as well come to it now. Like, I think there's another get. There's there's something here that we're not seeing. That that there's an there's an alternative because there there's always a game to it. There's always mm. another reason yeah. that that sort of 
bubbling under the surface that you can't quite see. And I think they're trying to do something to sort of make it easier for Verstappen to drive more aggressively. I think that's the only possible angle you could go in it with. What, to allow him to be aggressive on the defence? Yeah. Mm, because kind of... they're basically what they're saying is, so if Verstappen throws it down the inside of someone and takes them out of the race, which is kind of his wheelhouse, then he's not going to get more than a 10-second penalty for it. Kind of trying to dictate the rules of engagement. Oh, as they yeah. See oh sorry, you're... Thing. You're in a different got, way yeah, to me. A, yeah, I'm going the opposite angle. To you're you, you're trying to you're trying to get them. You're you're trying you're saying that they're trying to get to a point where they've had it ratified so thoroughly that this is only worthy of a 10 second penalty. Mm. Yeah. That the next time Max does it, if he does, he only gets a 10 second penalty, and they yeah. can go, "Well, you only gave a 10 second penalty for this." It's it's yeah. a little bit That's, like when a team okay. thinks another team's up to something a bit dodgy, so they'll like say to the FIA, Do "Like, it. oh, would this be allowed if we did it?" To yeah. kind of yeah, kind of. They're just trying to they're trying to get they're trying to sort of it's kind of like but it's almost like they're bending the rules a little mm. bit further almost by, mm. and using that as a way to do it it seems to me I don't know there's definitely something like <clears throat> there's some game going on here that's yeah. that's not as simple as because it's clear to everyone that the stewards would have had all the information they needed to do the penalty and to figure out who was at mm. fault blah 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 it's very clear that they're not going to have any they're not going to bring anything else to the table unless they've got some absolutely you know groundbreak like you said groundbreaking evidence that's gonna just yeah. throw everything yeah. out of the water so yeah um they're, they're they're trying to yeah they're trying to figure out they're, they're trying to manipulate the rules of engagement that's what i think is going on yeah <clears throat> i'm just yeah. bored of it i'm just really bored of it i'm looking I'm forward to so having it's, it. it's a shame new that, to talk about yeah it's a shame that that's like the only sort of realistic piece of news in air quotes other than like Potential calendar changes. Well, shall so we have a visit to Calendar News yeah. Corner? We love Let's a visit to, to Calendar, calendar, calendar News Corner. corner. We need it. a jingle for Calendar Corner. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I can already Ash. hear Ash, Ash work. is feverishly working yeah, away. Yeah, he's heard that, stopped listening to the podcast and gone away to make <laughs> a theme tune. Um, so there are some reports around suggesting that the final two races of the season, which are Saudi Arabia and Abu Dhabi, may be uh, swapping places. The thinking behind it being that basically um, the United Arab Emirates, which is where Abu Dhabi is, is currently on Britain's red list of countries. So everybody who lives and works in the UK would have to leave the last race of the season, then quarantine for last days, uh, for 10 days, meaning they would be quarantined up to three days before Christmas. Um, but if they swap the last two races around, the quarantine technically starts the moment they step foot out of that country. So they'd already do the first seven days of that in Saudi Arabia and then not have to quarantine for the week before Christmas when they get home, which you can sort of understand the thinking behind that. You don't want to ruin um, everyone who works in F1 sort of first week after the season's finished. Um, yeah. The organizers of the Saudi race have already said they'd be happy to accommodate that. Um there are also suggestions that uh, the Saudi Arabia organisers are pushing for them to be the third sprint race weekend. Um, they seem very keen on that, which would potentially mean the last race of the season being a brand new track, a street track and a sprint race weekend, which 
I don't know about that for the last race of the season. Seen, <laughs> oh, I think given the way this title's looking at the moment, I wouldn't like to see the final race of the season being a sprint race weekend. <laughs> you, you could even end up <laughs> with it being decided on the Saturday, couldn't you, potentially? Yeah. Yeah, see, the, I want. don't think, I don't think F1 as an organisation would, that wouldn't sit well with them. Yeah, no. we're already at a position where we can't call it a sprint race yeah. because they yeah. don't want it to detract oh, away from the God Grand Prix me. so for someone to win the championship on the Saturday sprint would be their worst nightmare so yeah. I can't anything's, see them if anything's going to put them off doing it in the future it would be that though wouldn't it yeah true yeah I mean it's nice to see them potentially making changes for the benefit of the people that work in the sport because that generally doesn't seem to be how they plan their calendars. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I still suspect the sprint race is going to be Austin or Brazil. That would be my guess for the mm. third sprint race because we know now for yeah. sure Monza's the second one. Yeah, as as per usual. The day after confirmed the, <laughs> the day after we put an episode out. Yeah. And well, said we it. suspect that, it, well... I mean, it was pretty obvious anyway. Yeah. Um, in other calendar news, we still need a replacement for the Australian Grand Prix, which sadly got cancelled. Uh, the expectation has been for a while that Bahrain is maybe going to step into that slot, either the Grand Prix circuit or possibly even the outer loop again, because that was, I think, fairly I, successful if, last year. That was sick. Yeah, if that we, was if really we're going there for a single race, I would like it to be the outer loop if we're, yeah, rather than just visiting and doing... The same track, I would rather yeah, yeah. visit and do the outer loop. Exactly. Any well, any track that you can do a double header at and do it in a different configuration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could say that about Austria, but Austria, the track would be so circuit if you did it in the alternate configuration. Oh, it'd it, be it about would a... be like two hundred laps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, even like the Silverstone alternative layouts would probably be way too short a lap time, yeah. wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bring back bridge, bring back bridge, and do oh, do, do the old layout again. That'd be rad, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's the one anyway. thing I, I love the new Silverstone, but I do miss bridge. That corner was yeah. mighty. Um, there are though also rumours knocking around that the LaSalle circuit in Qatar is potentially being lined up instead. Um, it's primarily known as a uh, motorbike circuit. MotoGP have been there since like yeah. I think all, all but one year since two thousand four. They've been there. Um, it has had like a few world touring car rounds and even a few GP2 rounds actually in the past. Um, but it is very much a bike circuit rather than a car circuit. Um, looking at the circuit map, it doesn't look like it would lend itself to F1 racing particularly well. Um, supposedly in the past, they've applied to host Grand Prix um, in, in years gone by, but Bernie Eccleston... Um, always blocked it either to either to appease the um, Bahraini organisers or at the request yeah. of them, which the yeah. the Bahraini officials deny this ever happened, of course, but that was always of what course. the rumours were. Um, yeah. But there's kind of an interesting extra layer to it now. So um, F1 CEO Stefano Domenicali was the chief exec of Lamborghini. Um, that was his last job before he got the F1 job. And the general feeling seems to be that he's very determined to attract one of the VW group brands into F1. Um, in fact, people say that that's like when he got the job, that was one of the reasons that Liberty wanted to give him that job because of his previous connections to VW. And that's kind of one of his mm. hit list of things to do. 
Um, Makes sense. And guess who is the second largest shareholder in the VW group? It's the Someone state from Qatar. The state-owned <laughs> Qatar Investment Authority. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, there's even some people claiming that it's like there's discussions already underway for a potential ten-year deal to have a race there. Um, Stefan de Mercaier's already that, that escalated quickly. Yeah, didn't it? it really seems escalated. Like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll replace Australia just for this year. Actually, while we're at it, shall we have? Ten, shall we do ten? Let's, Let's have ten. A nice round ten. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Dominic has already kind of played it down and said like his focus is just trying to get the full 23 races this season and that Bahrain's the most likely candidate and stuff but the VW connection does make that very interesting um, yeah I mean if we did get a VW brand who, who, who'd who be the one you'd want to get in Lamborghini would be rad yeah to see Lamborghini it would be a very cool name wouldn't it head to head um, yeah or Porsche, Porsche and Mercedes as well would be rad as well. Like again, yeah. Porsche, yeah. Porsche versus Mercedes is a cool narrative. Bugatti um, would be cool as well. Bugatti would be cool. They did run Formula One cars years and years ago. Many, many years Bugatti, ago, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I find Bugatti to be, while they make an amazing car, they only make that car. And <laughs> yeah. that's kind of it. Whereas like, I'm a bit more interested in Lamborghini or Porsche because yeah. they make... Lots of cool cars, um, and the occasional tractor, <laughs> and the occasional tractor. If you've watched Clarkson's Farm on Amazon Prime, <laughs> I can recommend it. It's actually really good. Like, it, I'm not a huge Jeremy Clarkson fan, but I love that show. <laughs> it's amazing. I watched the whole thing yeah. really fast. I really binged it, um, and he's got an amazing Lamborghini tractor in there. If you're wondering what the connection, is. <laughs> um, what are the other ones? Volkswagen. Yeah, I don't feel like that would like. As a brand, they're really pushing VW in the electric direction. Yeah, so if they're anything, a Formula they're E team, aren't they? Yeah. Audi. Audi legit. Yeah. Audi cool. But again, they're, they're kind of like uh, BMW I think, almost. I always think so of them as more of a Le Mans brand than a... Yeah. Same yeah. with Bentley. Bentley always I was about to like say, Bentley's another one, but touring Bentley's car brand. sports yeah. car racing. I mean... <laughs> Skoda. Skoda, yeah. Imagine. Skoda. Like a Skoda, Skoda, Skoda on the side Skoda of a car. these days make legit cars. They man. do, they actually. They make some really good cars. They're just Volkswagens underneath yeah. the whole thing. So. Yeah. What about Scania? Let's have a Scania F1. Scania, yeah. Chris has literally must have like the Wikipedia page open. It's got all the VW. But of all those, I mean, I think we've named all of them there now, but I think of all of them, the one I'd... Most Sorry, I just want to throw another one, yeah. oh, throw another one in. Yeah, oh, yeah. Say out like Leon is basically just a VW Golf with a different oh, badge on it. Oh, what? That's such a shame. I don't like yeah. Sayats. Not a big fan. I just thought I'd throw another one at you because you're like, I think we've covered them all. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Spanish Ducati, yeah. Ducati <laughs> there's a curveball. Un- un- unless Sayat wants to sponsor our podcast in some way and give us all the free <laughs> Cupra. In which case, each, bring them on. Then, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Love Sayats. What are you talking about? Um, Toyota, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think my favourite of all of those is for Formula One. It's got to be Lamborghini. It's got to be Lambo, hasn't it? I think that'd be it, Lam- cool. Lambo, Lambo or Porsche for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lambo or Porsche. Either yeah. of those two would be rad. I think the rest of them or, are just psh, ambivalent. <laughs> you end up with them having like two teams and doing something to like what the Fiat Group are doing, where you've got Ferrari and Alpha, mm-hmm. and you'd have like. Lamborghini and Porsche or something like that. And you'd actually bring more than one name to it. I mean, that that's a, that's a real cool. stretch, but it would be cool. 
Yeah. I think like the Lamborghini, sorry, the Ferrari and Alfa Romeo connection is very much like a two tier connection to me. Yeah. Like, and I don't see like the difference between, I don't see that same tier step between Porsche and Lamborghini. You probably like have to go down to Audi or something, wouldn't you? Audi or VW probably. If you're having it like the junior team. Yeah, and you, mm. you, there's just no, and even VW is such a powerhouse of a uh, yeah. auto company that there's just not a big enough gap between Lamborghini as the sort of hypercar brand, if you like, yeah. which is what Ferrari essentially, yeah, and then Alf. Like, if you're comparing Ferrari to Alfa, I guess like it is like Audi versus it, it's, it's Audi, isn't it? Is Audi are the equivalent. Yeah, brand I, I think Audi is the equivalent. Yeah, definitely. And that even then, Audi are such a strong brand themselves as well, especially in yeah. motor racing. You know, in rally, they've got such a good heritage. Um, yeah. In sports cars, in 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 Le Mans, um, they've got an amazing heritage. So you can't I mean, even Formula E. Not, mm. Yeah, like even in open wheel now. Yeah. Although they're pulling out of Formula E end of this season. True. To come well, to Formula maybe, One, maybe they're, <laughs> maybe they're on the way to Formula One. Um, I would, yeah, I think it's got to be like that, that's the only team. Lambo, are the only we're, we're laboring this now, but Lambo yeah. are the only team for me that have got like the yeah. availability and the credentials to, to yeah, totally to be a Formula One team, if you like the yeah. brand credentials at least. Yeah, so, yeah, that's my vibe. Um, it's an interesting thing to keep an eye on, especially because that there's been sort of discussions going on recently to do with what the next engine formula is going to be. And um, members of the VW group were invited along to be part of those discussions and kind of have their input. So yeah, it's definitely something they're pushing towards. I think a lot of that's going to depend on engines for what, 2025, is it? Yeah, I think 25 is the next, when the next ones come in. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of, of that's a, we could, go for hours on that one. Oh yeah so. we really could and we could um, lose a lot of fans over that one as well, so <laughs> save that for another day uh last bit of calendar news um japan is still very much up in the air um and a double header in austin is being mooted as a potential solution to that which i think wouldn't be a bad solution um mm-hmm. is there multiple layouts at austin there is but again the the alternate layout is far too small basically after yeah. i think it's after turn two or three you turn left and kind of rejoin the stadium yeah. section i see um, yeah not big enough unfortunately no it's i think it's a circuit that is a lot easier to run backwards though isn't it because of the way that the runoffs are configured because a lot of circuits have the problem that the way that the gravel traps and walls and stuff are set up you can't run them backwards mm. for yeah. safety reasons because of that and i think austin's one of the few that it's, it's designed, open. isn't it? Designed with that it's, in mind. It yeah. is designed to to be able to accommodate that. So you could potentially go backwards, I think, around Austin. If I, I think though, even just if you had two races there and had one normal weekend and one sprint weekend would be a nice yeah, way to kind of divide work. them up. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah I mean divide the format. Don't necessarily just treat yourself to just the track layouts. If you want differentiation, yeah. maybe play with the format. That's a really good idea. Yeah. I mean, given how like the Olympics in Japan have been kind of like glued together and are being held up by string at the moment. Like it's just about <laughs> yeah. happening. I'm not super confident that race is going to happen, unfortunately. No. God, I keep forgetting Turkey's back on the calendar. I really hope they get to have a normal race there this time. Yeah, yeah hopefully. <laughs> not that it wasn't good last time, but it was good for not the reasons I expected it to be. Yeah. 
Um, one thing we didn't talk about last week was the the 2022 car model that they oh yeah revealed. <laughs> we got that. everything going on. Literally did so much work on that project as well. <laughs> Just didn't even yeah. get like a chance to speak about it. Um, huh. What do we what did we think of it as a, as a thing? Livery I mean, was pretty wild. Yeah, it looks nothing like what any of the finished cars will look like, though. You know that for a fact already as a seasoned Formula One. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope it doesn't. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't be happy if like we got to the start of next season and we had they what, all looked like 22 that. Or 20 of those. Yeah. Did you see what um, James Key from McLaren said about it? No, what did he say? No. He basically said, like, yes, that is a within the rules accurate representation of basically what teams are going to produce but it's like the most basic undeveloped yeah. version of it you yeah. could possibly have kind it's of it's like thing. the blank canvas of the yeah. rules essentially yeah. it's like everything is within the right parameters and in the right places just massively underdeveloped which is yeah. kind of what you'd expect yeah i mean you know these the guys who've made that model they're not working for formula 1 teams they're working within the parameters of exactly, yeah. what formula 1 are asking them to do and they've asked them to make a representation of what what formula one would like it to look like yeah, like, yeah. you remember you know remember all the platypus noses that ended up with? <laughs> formula one <laughs> didn't really want it to look like that not in the slightest no. at least now they've got a get out to say well clearly that's not what we intended <laughs> if something yeah. like that does happen again um did you watch the live show that that sort of revealed? we did i watched it muted so i i didn't get yeah. any of the <laughs> The audio it was, experience. Was, did you watch the live performance from Jungle at the Ooh, end? I yes, see. I did. <laughs> you, did that look live to you? I don't know. No, it did not. <laughs> I mean, it was especially entertaining given that I had it on mute and it just looked like two blokes stood behind a table occasionally pressing a button. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it was like so clearly and deliberately miming. Yeah. It was brilliant. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. It was like, it reminded me of when... Um, who was it? it's Muse when they have you seen that video of the band Muse when they swap instruments for like yeah random whenever Dutch TV show makes them mime yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good <laughs> um go back to the car yeah I'm I'm <laughs> surprised how small the little like flicks over the top of the front wheels looked like all the initial concepts they were quite big significant things that kind of arched over the top of the front wheels and they seem to have shrunk quite significantly yes um the and also like down by the the bottom of the wheel on those same um in, yeah. in inboard wheel covers if you like then they they actually protrude down a lot further as well yeah to stop tire squirt that, that maybe feels like something the team's pushed back on a little bit to be when they were negotiating to agree on the rules possibly it's a possibility. It could just be that they've so obviously that there've been many iterations of this car, so mm. they could have just decided within the design team. Yeah, that's to, true. That 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 looked cooler. Yeah, it could literally yeah. be like as simple as that. Like it, this is definitely not a car that's ever gonna. It doesn't have an engine in it or anything. It's not gonna run. It doesn't no. it probably doesn't have brakes. So um, I mean, those wheels as well looked a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, like it's it's certainly not a runner. So yeah, I, I I really think it is there just to show. It's a marketing exercise, isn't it? It's oh yeah, just of course. To show oh yeah, hundred percent. What roughly what they're going for, and yeah, you know, like James Key said, like it's it's definitely going to be much more developed to that by the mm. time 
by the time the wheel the covers come off of the uh, the team HQs in what February next year. Yeah, yeah, which um, I can't wait for. Of favorite time of the year. Yeah, um, I mean, not to alarm you, gentlemen, but we're like six months away from that. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't. It's it's great. Cause it's always around my birthday, and it's like getting <laughs> multiple Formula One cars for your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Except you can't drive any of them. You can only look at them and talk. About <laughs> look at them from afar. Yeah. Um. I, I also like how the kind of end plates of the wings are part of the same element kind of thing. There's no there's no 90 yes. angles kind of thing. Like the wing curves into the end plates, which I wonder if the teams are going to find a way around that to get some more angles in those areas because I don't feel like those nice curves are necessarily going to be what the teams would prefer to have in those areas. Um. Mm. I also, I do feel like they've missed the opportunity to integrate the halo into the car a bit better. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with you there. I think the way the Formula E um, mm. cars integrate the, the, uh, the, the halo is really spot on. Like the, the way the, the car sort of fans out to be the same width and it, yeah. it looks fully integrated into the car when I, you know, there's definitely been a, a huge missed opportunity here to to make that halo work. It, it does work better. I think it fits this car, the new car, better than the current car. But yeah. still, I think there's there's a lot of room. I, I think that the design of that uh, that that safety object on the whole has a lot of room for improvement. Anyway, yeah, yeah, definitely that they, they ought to be sort of designing the car visually to to work with it, given yeah. that they've got a blank canvas opportunity to do that and they just they seem to have i guess like if the car's got any failings that would be like the one that i would point yeah out. and it is it is like i say it is definitely better but i think they could have gone a bit further with it mm-hmm. um have have you seen um a bunch of the concepts people have done with like the current liveries on yeah. that model because honestly there's not really a bad looking one out of the bunch either. It, like no. it, for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, but something about the 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 curvature, I guess, of that car just like uplifts every single livery to like an, a, a higher a higher point, in my opinion. Mm. Um, I think it might have something to do with the way that like just the little extra details work, like the. Um, the aero plates on the side of the wheels being able to have color to them and yeah you know the, the little winglets that we've talked about that help the what the more deflectors aren't there that are on the front wheels a little bit it's like that uh, allow to sort of expand where what's what's colored and adds to the livery and the design and everything yeah. but i just think on the whole like all the all of them just look so good yeah, with the current me- liveries on them really excited to see what the actual cars are going to look like yeah, yeah. It's, it's a nice sort of it's a nice new design challenge as well for the people designing the yeah. liveries because there's there's new elements there for them to get to grips with like the the uh what are we calling those things that go over the wheels that the I wheel flat on the official <laughs> they are officially deflectors aren't they aren't they called aren't they referred to i made i made a bloody title card for them and <laughs> what we called them they're, um, anyway, they're pizzas Wheel pizzas, not the wheel pizzas. Wheel pizzas. The oh, you mean the oh, you things... mean like a little the things on the top of the wheel. Oh, the things the on the wheel. top. 
yeah because that that's a really cool little space that like allows you to you know you yeah. can put, like that's some like quite high value sponsor space there so i thought you were right talking about the, the wheel car. covers themselves that's the wheel no the, more the little no. deflector things at the top the, uh, you you say pizza i say bin lid chris <laughs> <laughs> um the LED wheel covers are going to be cool. Is that actually happening? Because that, right. that I seems to that be is like... happening. It's it's sort of gone. It's sort of gone a bit off the radar a little bit. And actually, they didn't say anything about it during the launch. Because I was then... fully expecting this launch them to have like cool LED things going on. Because that I've heard that talks about a lot, and it's, yeah, it seems to have kind of yeah. It could have. It might have died a death. Bit. It could have died. It a could death have done. At this point. But. The, well, well, it's one of those wait and see ones, I guess. Maybe like, I something I, I myself haven't seen anything near at the time or something. It, so maybe it has disappeared. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's cool. It's I like it. It's still a bit bigger than I'd like it to be as well. Yeah, like it looks, it looks a lot smaller than the current cars, just like with no context. But it's actually yeah. When you see a human stood next, to dimensionally, it's like, not that much different. Um, yeah, I think it, it looks massive. From from a width point of view, it's about the same, isn't it? The, more the, or less, yeah. They're not really changing much there. It's more. I think. I think there's a little bit of regulation that makes it. It makes something like the Mercedes shorter, but then some of the shorter wheelbase cars, it's already the same length yeah. as those. So some teams will become slightly shorter in terms of the car, but not many. I think that's probably something that won't change until the new power unit regulations, though, because the yeah. The current power units just dictate needing a lot of space because there's a lot of components to them. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, should, we, should we talk about Hungary? The actual upcoming yeah. race? Let's talk about sure. that thing that we're here to talk about. Um, what, what do you want to... Oh, it's me. Let's do a it? few storylines. <laughs> let's. Okay. <clears throat> so um, the first one going in is... Unfortunately, I'm going to have to bring us back to Red Bull hmm. and Mercedes and and the squabbling that's going on. <laughs> um, so it's going to be it's the outcome of the Red Bull review, and I, I I sort of touched on this earlier. Is there more that meets the eye? What angles could Red Bull be taking with this? What else do they stand to benefit from other than the unrealistic aim of getting Hamilton a worse penalty? Yeah. Um, and yeah, like we said earlier, it's probably along the lines of trying to clarify the. You say clarify, I say manipulate the um, <laughs> the sort of rules of engagement between. Well, basically, give giving they're trying to give. I think they're trying to give Verstappen a bit more wiggle room in terms of what he can get away with on track. That's my vibe on it. But um, I don't know if you guys have got any other sort of ideas of what it could be. I mean, it's either that or it's like. They are very worried about, like, they're not as confident in their pace as everyone else seems to be, and that yeah. they really feel the need to fight every single point. Like, I mean, like, they sacrifice points for Perez to stop Hamilton getting the fastest lap. Like, that's a team that is valuing every single point possible. Maybe they don't think they can hold off Mercedes for as long as the rest of us think they can. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That was a weird bit of behavior, actually, wasn't it? Because Very they're obviously not, not interested in the team's championship. They're interested in Verstappen's championship. 100%. Right? It, it, the it smacked outcome. a bit of, I'm taking my ball and going home and none of you get to play. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it looks like. But yeah. they'll say we were looking after us. We were trying to minimize the damage to yeah. Verstappen's yeah. championship, despite Verstappen's best efforts. Um, yeah. <clears throat> 
The next one is Hamilton versus Verstappen, the sequel. Um, surely, given their similar performance, could lead to, and probably will lead to another flash point at some point going around the Hungara ring. I don't necessarily think it'll be in on the first lap this time, um, although I have been wrong many <laughs> times. Um, no, what I do mean, you guys think? They've had some close races there before, haven't they? Um, yes. And we've seen cars going side by side through turn one and two many times in recent years. Um, yeah, I, I think we're going to get a... I think it's going to be a very close race this weekend. Very close. I do as well. I think given the fact that they're you know, Red Bull, it's, it's, it's kind of in, you'd call it a Red Bull circuit, I, I guess. But yeah, because it, it's, it's medium downforce, isn't it? It's not solely reliant on downforce, but it definitely well, it's like Monaco it's, it's not, the walls, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's not, it, it, it doesn't play into the hands of the power cars, which obviously, stereotypically, this fight has always been, um, Red Bull being an aero car and stuff like the Merc being a, power car which i don't short think it's that cut and dry anymore um, yeah I, I, well i think but like, i do i do think the short wheelbase sort of thing will definitely help red bull at a mm-hmm. circuit like hungara yeah. ring because it's it is quite tight i think like this circuit is r- slap bang in the middle of each of the team's yeah. sort of comfort zones both their comfort zones. it's kind of like if there was a venn diagram of like both teams strengths they would overlap and the hungaro ring would be smack bang in the middle of that venn diagram yeah and i know chris loves a venn diagram <laughs> who doesn't who doesn't um so i that's why i can see it being really really close and i think in the past when it has been that close and when it has been really competitive at the front for the win and Hamilton's been involved in that. I think Hamilton has been the difference because he loves this circuit. Hamilton is really, really good mm-hmm. around this track. So yep. this is going to be the race where you find out who's the better driver of those two drivers, I would say, given they've got, got equally competitive machinery around yeah. what, what appears to be equally competitive machinery mm-hmm. around this circuit. So it's all going to come down to the drivers, this one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why it could easily lead to a really, really big flashpoint, a second really big flashpoint <laughs> for, for this season. Um, or will the Mercedes updates make the difference in Budapest as my next storyline? And will that I mean, allow them to pull away at a track where Hamilton can be the difference? It, it's a mixed bag for Mercedes here, though, isn't it? Like, it, It's a weird one because... This is one of the tracks that Lewis has a lot of wins at. Um, it's, it's up there with like Silverstone and stuff for him. But it is also a circuit that Mercedes have never, I don't think, truly been the best car at unless yeah. they've just been utterly dominant that particular mm-hmm. season and they're just naturally mm-hmm. the best everywhere. Because you've had like years where Ricardo's won for Red Bull Vettel yeah. picked up a couple for Ferrari and I want to say somebody else has won in the Mercedes era that wasn't in a Merc. I can't think who. Uh, um, no, maybe, no, they haven't actually. Hamilton won the last hey, three. Do you know what he put in? Hamilton did. Going, McLaren won one in, when they had no business winning it. They beat McLaren beat Red Bull. Hamilton beat a Red Bull. Yeah, Red yeah that, that was sort of before the, the Mercedes years. era. So, so maybe, yeah. there's only, maybe there's only three thinking back. But like, I, I just think that... 
there's a lot of room for other teams to cause Mercedes trouble at Hungara Ring. And mm-hmm. it, I think it's always been that way. So mm-hmm. in a season like this, as much as it's been the Lewis Hamilton show in Hungary for a number of years, I do think it's a circuit where Max and Red Bull are going to be able to be competitive. at least bring the fight to them and be competitive. Not necessarily like out and out beat them, yeah. but I think they're going to be there with them. Yeah, I, I I agree. I absolutely agree with you. That's that that's exactly what I'm saying. Mercedes will be they'll be. I think compet- car wise, I think they're going to be equal. I think my point about sort of Hamilton being the difference, I guess, is that he won there in a McLaren Mercedes in I think 2009 or eight. Oh no, 2010. Ooh. No, it would have been 2008. It was around the time of um, Red Bull dominance. He Hamilton managed to win a car that had really not much business winning uh, races that season. Yeah, 2012, he won it. Was it 2012? Yeah, Jen, Jen, Jensen won in the same McLaren, didn't he? The, the year before. The year before, yeah. Jen, Jensen and Jensen and Lewis both won in Mercs that were sort of okay, McLaren's. but uh, sorry, McLaren. Sorry that were okay but didn't really have business winning races all the time yeah that was it and they both they both won there i mean jensen's another one that you enjoyed the circuit though isn't it i think i think this is i can't remember if you've actually said this word for word or not Stu. i think you might have already but it it always feels like a track where the driver can have more of an impact than potentially other circuits because i always feel like drivers like that could get the best out of a car that didn't necessarily have yeah. the, well, the credentials to win. Verstappen the the on this circuit crashed on his way around to the grid last year. <laughs> if you yeah, rightly. But it was well, rainy. It was bad weather. Hamilton's first win for Mercedes was at um, at this track in 2013. Um and that was not a race winning car that yeah. year. Yeah, this is this is what I'm saying. Like he's he's got history of of mm-hmm. winning races at this circuit in cars that have no business winning that race and then yeah. so he has been categorically he has been the thing that makes the difference and i think given that these two are in probably equally competitive cars i would probably favor hamilton ever so slightly i would favor hamilton and i'm not speaking as partisan i'm not you know because obviously i'm a hamilton fan so i don't deny that <laughs> but I do think he's got an ever he's got the hairiest slightest advantage. Do you want to add it this weekend? Little added um layer of spice for it as well this weekend. Hit me, hit me with the spice. Lots you know of I rain forecast. Really? Lots of rain. Yeah. Especially on Sunday. Oh goodness. <laughs> That's not good news. <laughs> Makes predictions interesting. Yep. You should oh, yeah. have kept that one for yourself, Chris. Yeah. But they, yeah. it wouldn't be great. Uh, sharing is caring. I was just thinking, though, like, Stu is saying what he's saying about Lewis, but we'll find out shortly. Yeah, let's see what he really, really truly thinks. believes that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what he's saying right yeah, now, he's possibly saying as a fan. It's <laughs> yeah, possible. Yeah, I know. As soon as the brain kicks into gear, then things <laughs> yeah. tend to change somewhat, on my opinions, when I'm doing this. <laughs> Um, so the next storyline for us this week, um, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to just flip these around a little bit. Um, what, if anything, can Bottas do in Hungary to keep his drive? Win. <laughs> but then that's probably not going to help him because they'll want Lewis to yeah, win. Yeah, 
come second. Maybe like, I mean, come, yeah, come second pull the, behind pull the Lewis. Brakes, pull the brakes as he approaches the line to yeah. let Hamilton through to win is probably yeah. the most he could do. I don't think, I think that it's already out of his hands, honestly. I don't think there's anything he can do at this point that's going to swing that decision one way or another, yeah. honestly. This is, last cha- this is his last chance to make a big impact, obviously, on the racetrack before they go away and decide what they're going to do about that second seat. Yeah, I've said all along they're going to make the decision yeah. over the summer break. Um, yeah. Which actually I mean, turns that into a really interesting storyline because it adds, you know, it is a, it, it does make him sort of a driver to watch this weekend. And yeah, th- there's definitely like an interesting narrative to that leading into the race weekend. You know, is the pressure going to make him slower or is it going to do the classic thing which seems to happen to Bottas is as soon as that that pressure reaches sort of breaking point he almost goes super saiyan and <laughs> puts in an amazing performance yeah. right yeah. when he needs to so he's I'm always really curious to see how he does this weekend he's always gone pretty well at the Hungara ring as well mm. yeah I remember us being there a few years ago when he got pole position and a enormous very drunk Finnish man saw my Bottas hat and just like Ooh, cheered directly yeah. in my face oh my god yeah that was scary that wasn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> flashbacks moment Did, of silence do, there we, after that we're a sensitive bunch <laughs> so, weirdly there was a lot of Finnish fans there wasn't there more, well, more than any race yeah. I've ever been to well Hungary's always been one of the ones you tend to get like a lot of I don't know why like yeah. Well, it's quite like easy to get to. I guess it's pretty easy to get to. Yeah. Europe. Like, yeah. You can, although the roads there are shocking, but um, <laughs> it yeah, I guess that is quite a centrally located yeah circuit within Europe, isn't it? To a degree, like it's, it's obviously it's not what Switzerland, but <laughs> it's still like it's it's more or less in the middle ish. So, and it's a big old continent, Europe. It was definitely a, a varied crowd there, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. A lot I wonder of if we'll see any Ma- places. Mazapan fans there this weekend. <laughs> Maza fans. Maza fans. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. How have we not come up with that one before? Oh, wait, I know why. Yeah. Because there aren't <laughs> any. Yeah, I was about to say, because generally they don't exist. Yeah. Oh. Did you see the Haas, the Haas Ask Me Anything Mazapan oh, thing on, yes. on Twitter? It was. I had to stop reading because it was I so did. awkward. Yeah. It's savage, isn't I it? I feel People, so sorry for the Haas social media manager. Yeah, I don't feel so. Well, I feel sorry for them having to dig through that for all yeah. the yeah. positive ones. But um, Twitter's a dark place man. <laughs> it's it's like, just, like, literally just absolutely clawing the man to pieces <laughs> um anyway we're off topic the next the final storyline this week is um which way will the type which we can't speak which way will the fight for third in the constructors swing this week will ferrari continue to slowly claw it back can norris make use of that sort of quite tight circuit liking mclaren to uh, to extend his gris- grasp on third in the championship. Yeah. How did McLaren do at Monaco? I think I feel like they did well in qualifying and struggled a bit during the it race, was, didn't they? No, like, Lando had a decent weekend, didn't he? But Ricardo had exactly the opposite because it was the race where Lando lapped. Yeah, he got a podium. Norris got a podium. He did. Yeah. yeah, he had. He struggled to a podium, but he got one all the same. I feel like I feel like he got that podium in qualifying though. I think he had a hard time in the race. Yeah, like he had on. a. He was. He was like a second. He finished one second ahead yeah. of Perez in the Red Bull. And as much as those tracks share characteristics, you can overtake at Hungary just about. 
So mm. be interesting yeah. to see. But like, yeah, Ferrari are def. Although Ferrari are kind of yo-yoing a lot, the the general trend seems to be them getting better and getting closer. So yeah, I think it's going to be tight. Actually, Ferrari have done all right at Hungary in recent years as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be really tight between those two teams this weekend. I mean, I think there's an argument to say all, all four teams could be quite close together, to be brutally honest with you. Well, I mean, was, was because... it last year where Racing Point were third and fourth in qualifying? Like, yeah, Oof, Stroll finished fourth asking, last yeah, year. Something like that, yeah. Stroll finished fourth on the if, race if last year. If your car happens to suit the circuit, like, you can really uh, take advantage. Yeah. yeah. Um, Vettel was sixth last year for Ferrari. How about um, Charles? Charles, uh, 11th. Oh, okay. Got, so the, it was lapped. Went backwards a bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. Race pace, they went backwards a little. I'm expecting to be close between McLaren and Ferrari, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, another and good I think race. We've, we've got another, like, we've really got two really good sets of races. Yeah. We yeah. can expect, haven't we? Like, we've got the race for the win, and then we've got the best of the rest after that, which we didn't actually see much of in... Um, in the British Grand Prix because they were so focused on yeah. on the front and the race between Hamilton and uh, Leclerc. It's like they yeah. really just laser focused on whether or not yeah. he was going to get, you know, get the overtake done and, and get the win. So we didn't really see much of everyone else, but um, it would be nice this weekend to uh, <laughs> see a bit more of the field. Yeah. But I've hopefully. got a feeling, <laughs> I've got a funny feeling we might not see might much be a bit of, of a, the field this bit weekend. of an agenda this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Unless, you know, Unless they take each other out, and then well, we, yeah. we could have a hell of a race on our hands after that. Yeah, might even get a McLaren win. <laughs> that's, oh, you, that's it. That, that's just ruined it. Yeah, you've <laughs> touch wood, touch wood, touch wood. yeah, it's not going to happen, is it? Um, and that's it. That's all the storylines this week. So um, yeah, yeah with on. all that we've learned from said storylines, should we do some predictions? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Um, be a tricky one. So I mean, not that anything changed for the sprint format, but. Everything's back to normal this week. I suppose the one thing that did change was entry time. <laughs> and I, I saw many of your tweeters and messages and all sorts saying you'd missed the deadline because you'd completely forgotten. But we give you warning. Did you, we, we even did a tweet. <laughs> we yeah. even did a tweet we thing. Tweeted. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to normal for this weekend. So Good. Um, fastest in Q3. I want to go to Stu for this first because oh, of just, you, just because, yeah. because no the only reason is because of what you were saying before and I hinted at the fact that yeah. I'm interested to know where your predictions go after what you were saying yeah so you so. just you're trying to expand on the plot that you that you yeah. made I, I started a little storyline <laughs> of my own and now I'm seeing it to fruition um you know I actually I, I I'm I'm gonna believe my own hype. And I'm gonna Oof. I'm gonna go double ham. I'm gonna give you Hamilton. Oh, he's, he's giving us both. He's going Hamilton double ham. Oh, Chris! I can't tell if Chris is shocked, worried, or just deep in thought. It's hard because that run down to turn one is a long one at this. Circuit. Yeah, and it is. There's there's plenty of room for argy bargy through turn one into turn two as well. So is Hamilton is gonna need a really good start if he's gonna qualify quickest which I think he I don't think he'll have any problem qualifying quickest but anyway I'm I'm interfering with Chris's prediction now (laughs) (laughs) no I mean I'm kind of in agreement with you on all of that to be honest I'm definitely going Hamilton fast in Q3 I'm not going to be so bold as to lock them both in yet but I'm definitely saying Hamilton Q3 well 
if it helps you, I'm more along sort of Stu's like nagging doubts of <laughs> that Hamilton will have some raw pace in qualifying to be able to stick it on pole, but we will be in a situation where Verstappen is somehow ending up in front of him, whether it's whether it's early or whether it's later on. But I think race pace, the Red Bull has felt better on race pace for me most of the season. So I think if Max is getting the best out of it, that's where he'll be stronger. So yeah. I'm going for Verstappen for the win. Mm. So Chris, I'll come back to you for a winner. I'm I'm, I'm sticking with already won there eight times. Yeah. It's probably going to be wet as well. Can't look past Hamilton. Yeah. Double ham. I mean, ham. Verstappen's never won here yet, so... No, he, he generally has pretty bad luck, actually, here, doesn't he, Verstappen? He, he yeah. binned it on the way to the grid last year. He, yeah, in the rain. Yeah. He Collided got, with Ricardo one year. Took yep, Ricardo yeah. out. He, <laughs> when Ricardo's we were, words, Ricardo's yeah, words, that was not Ricca- mine. Yeah, that was Ricardo's he words. Was. When we were there, his car ground to a halt right in front of us. Um, yeah. A couple of years ago, he Hamilton did the old extra stop and beat him, didn't he? There, yeah. So he's not, oh, yeah, the classic. Yeah, he's, so he's not had a great, great time there in recent years. So good luck, Tom. Mid tires are gone, Bono. Mid tires, <laughs> Bono. <laughs> uh, his uh, look will change. I hope. Um, but moving on, first DNF, Chris. I'll go to you first on this one. Who was it last year? Oh, that is a good question. Gasly last I haven't year. Checked. Yeah. Uh, Gasly DNF. The only one, technically speaking. Yeah, I, I was going to say, first. 10, I feel like... Oh, Latifi yeah, might have been a five DNF. Five down. Five down, so I'm yeah. guessing that's a, that's a classified... Retirement. But d- yeah, classified yeah. DNF. I feel so. like retirements at this track tend to be like car problems rather than incidents. Yeah. So based on that, I mean, Ocon's on a pretty ropey run, isn't he? He had a, he had a better race last time out. Yeah. yeah. Um, or is it, is it Giovinazzi? I, no, I think it's Giovinazzi. I don't know why. I but think it's Gio. Gio's the name that stuck out to me there. So I'm going with Poor that. Gio. Yeah. Stu, how about you? We had Vettel out first. In the last race. Yeah, yeah, a shocker. He didn't look great, Vettel, in the last race. To That's me. Um, putting it quite kindly. <laughs> yeah, Pe- Perez was out in the sprint race as well, almost. So, he, you know, he, he spun it sort of I, only. Yeah. F- if, you, if you think of it as like, if you think of the sprint I'm not. I'm just going to say it, the sprint race. Then <laughs> Whoa. If, you think of, if you think of that as the start of the race the anyway. first phase of the race yeah. the first phase of the race then he's just lost it sort of on the towards the pit stop window i guess like the difference is like he would have pitted before his tires were completely gone so he probably wouldn't have crashed otherwise um it is hard schumacher's getting a new seat this week so he might be sort of feeling a bit weird in the car compared to usual did you know did you hear about this yeah, he's been sat sideways in his car all season, right? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, because of his body shape, that's just the way all seats work out for him. But everyone at Haas is like, 
we can fix that. <laughs> Why didn't you say anything? <laughs> yeah, that's very weird. Yeah, it's um, um... feels though like the sort of track that Gaz, not Gasly, that Sonoda could have uh, a struggle at to me. So I'm going to say Sonoda for my first DNF. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. I'm just getting um, that feeling in my bones. I can't quite fully explain it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, because it's inevitable, uh, it will happen at some point. I just know it will. I'm just going to say Raikkonen again because I keep saying <laughs> Raikkonen a lot and I just feel like eventually it'll come. It's if I just come keep through. saying it, it'll yeah. happen. So I'm just going Raikkonen. Yeah. And I mean, he keeps having incidents. He keeps getting involved with people. I just need it to happen sooner for he my does. prediction it's just to be not right. Really, it's never really his fault, though. That's the thing. That's what makes it more no. difficult. Verstappen, wrong, yeah. sorry, Vettel had him out in Austria, and then yeah. it was Perez having him off the road in uh, uh, Silverstone, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm going with it. Uh, number of finishes. I'm going personally for around 18. Nice round 18. I mean, I think that's probably about right. I'm but... going to go 19. Oh, Ooh, bold. And Stu? Mm, I think 18. 18. I don't, yeah, I, I don't think it's, um, it's, it's going to have too much point. of an issue. And I'm just noticing that that's gone green, so it must it must be true because <laughs> it's gone green it's already. Me the Our Google Docs system is failing us. <laughs> Google Docs is um, cheating. It knows the future. And then we need a random driver. Yeah, we need a random driver, which Google Docs probably already knows. Uh, <laughs> random driver is Mick Schumacher. Oof. Ooh. Well. That's what is- very interesting because <laughs> just- he's obviously usually beats his teammate, but both those cars are usually at the back of the grid and yeah. run the entire race yeah. at the back of the field. So if you've got 18 finishers, you've got to have him 17th, right? Yep, yeah, I'm fully in agreement with you because I also have 18 yeah. finishers, so I'm so saying I the same. 17th, yeah. 17th for Mick. Chris? Um, with your 19 finishers? We actually... Just looking through their previous results. Yeah, he all but two races is finished ahead. So I've got, I've got to follow the logic. And how many finishes did I say? 19. 19. 19. So 18 for me, please. <laughs> Unless his new magic seat, you know, gives him some crazy performance. Test. <laughs> yeah. Starts beating Latifi and Co. <laughs> further up the track. I wonder where Amazon... Um, Web services are going to put in this week. <laughs> Did, does Amazon Web Services factor in new seats? Honestly, the the comedy that is AWS within our predictions league will probably have a Mick Schumacher win. <laughs> I do love that account. If you are the owner of that account, take some kudos from me because <laughs> I have a good chuckle reading your predictions each week. You know what? If that's the actual Amazon Web... If it's actually Amazon who's got that account, that's the best. But I'm not even mad about it's it. Jeff, it's Jeff. It's your boy marketing that I've ever seen in my life. It's Jeff like free sat advertising. On, Jeff sat on the launch pad. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Popping his predictions yeah, on like, his phone. Okay, let, let's find some podcasts, put our names in their systems and just make horrendous predictions so that they talk about us more. Free did you advertising, ever, did boys. You ever hear, did you ever hear about the thing on... Um, was it, it was on on Twitch where there was the robot that does the voice thing 
if you donate a certain amount, you can type in a message and <laughs> yeah. it can say what whatever you want. It'll the robot will read out the message. And um, KFC did a thing where they went to all really big streams and just started paying a bit of cash for the <laughs> for the message and literally typing in ads for KFC. <laughs> That's oh. some good cheap and advertising. The, the bot was just reading them out, so it's the cheapest advertising to a huge, huge audience because these streamers have massive audiences. That's smart. Yeah, yeah, and all the streamers hated them for it. And then they got <laughs> absolutely vilified in the advertising industry for doing it, and it was, yeah, it was all quite... Yeah. Rubbed off quite badly on him in the end, but um, very clever. I did a full TED there, didn't I? Don't went you, full crofty, you, just completely full crofty, different yeah. subject. I, I completely lost track of what I was supposed to be doing. I was supposed to be uh, ending predictions. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, yeah. Go, takes, uh, the th- if, yeah. If you want AWS and you need to do your predictions manually, then <laughs> please go to backofthegrid.com <laughs> where you can register if you haven't already to join in, uh, or you drink this an account if you've already been part of it. And remember, it's worth doing every week because there is a prize if you manage five out of five and then a prize at the end of the season for the person top of the board. So always worth joining in, even at this point in the season. And yes, we will go to some inbox now. Who's first? I'll go first. T.S. Bunty. Hypothetical but likely scenario, Max and Lewis are side-by-side approaching turn two at the Hungara ring and lap one. Uh, what Does what happened in Silverstone affect how either of them attack that corner? Knowing the two of them, probably not. <laughs> Do you think? I feel like that dynamic's like irreparably changed now. I mean, I think after, after what... Happened- I think if Verstappen yeah. wants to keep, if, if say, I don't know, it depends. So what? Side by side, it depends who's on the inside to me. I think if Hamilton's on the inside, then Verstappen is probably going to, he's going to have to give him a bit of extra room. Otherwise, he's taking, he, he risks taking himself out of the mm. race. If he's got anything about him, he'll give him room because he may risk taking himself out of the race a second time in a row and, you know, not get any points as a result. And, and that, you know, then he loses the lead of the championship, which is a complete and utter disaster. And yeah. then goodness knows what, you know, Christian Horner has an aneurysm and <laughs> they need to find a new team principal. Um, so it, if Hamilton's on the outside, I think Verstappen's pushing him wide. There's no yeah, doubt totally. in my mind about that. Like absolutely 100%. But it, it, it's just all, it's all down to who can get the better start, isn't it? And neither of them are going to want to be yeah. now the first one to back down, are they? No, not in a minute. But I think if if Hamilton's on the outside, he's not going to mind being pushed wide because there's still plenty of tarmac there and he knows yeah. that there's a whole race mm-hmm. ahead of him that he can have a go at it on strategy, like I said, like, like, like Verstappen should have done last week, last race. So hypothetical scenario. It's not that hypothetical. But... <laughs> I mean, Wes in the chat said Max... Uh, sorry, Lewis will be trying to push Max's buttons and try and force him into a mistake. And I kind of think there is something to that. I feel like... Definitely. Lewis is a very smart racer. He's going to be trying to force the issue if the situation arises, I think. I think like Nico Nico Rosberg has said in the past, like the thing with Hamilton is he's, he's really good at the getting in your head game. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's really good at those mind games that, that all all world champion Formula One drivers are exceptional at. So 
Verstappen has got a job to do here. He's 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 kind of on the back foot at the moment because Hamilton's taken a big chunk of points. I'm looking at that yeah. gift and it's making it really difficult to do my job. Um, <laughs> he's the pressure's on Verstappen because he's he's kind of like in in this tug of war, if you like, between like who's got the the psychological advantage in this championship. The the tag is definitely on the Hamilton side of the championship, and Verstappen's got to find a way of asserting his dominance without costing himself points. Mm-hmm. And the only way he's going to do that is by being down the inside at turn one and pushing him wide and then going on to win the race, in my yeah. mind. The, like, um, the momentum was very much with Verstappen and it swung massively back in the last race and he needs to like yeah. wrestle back control of that. So with that in mind, like Hamilton is... I think Hamilton will qualify on pole and i think if he does that's going to put extra pressure on hamilton and and then if if hamilton pushes verstappen the jury is out on whether hamilton is going to be able to push verstappen wide into turn one like that's the unknown here yeah you know you know no one knows whether he's going to yield and go wide and and sort of have another crack at it further around the track or further into the race or whether he's going to let Hamilton go into him. It is the sort of track like Silverstone though where if you come out of that first couple of corners behind, you're kind of going to have to wave goodbye to the person in front at least until the pit stop phase. Well, they're going to be at least two seconds ahead of you for a while, yeah. 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 Because you're going to be in dirty air and it's not a track that you want to be in dirty air in. No, not at all. Yeah, I think if, it, if it's going to fall in anyone's direction, it, it's going to be Lewis's, isn't it? L- Lewis can definitely take more of an advantage out of the situation than Max can, as I think mm-hmm. we've already covered. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you'd bury the next one, Tom, because Stu is busy reading the meme you've just this second made. <laughs> okay. Uh, Michelle says, which Ferrari are we going to get at this race? The uh, the one from Britain or the one from France? And James T also say, uh, said, uh, I've heard it said that Ferrari are expected to do well at Hungary given that it has slow corners like Monaco. Can we really predict that they'll go well there uh, given how up and down they've been since the tyre pressure changes? My answer to these sort of Ferrari questions is always, I don't even think Ferrari know the answer, let alone everybody else. <laughs> Why I mean, are you asking us? We yeah. don't know. <laughs> Ferrari themselves don't know. Don't ask us. Um, I, my gut feeling is that Ferrari probably will go all right this weekend, but as much as the general trend is going in the right direction, they're still like such a yo-yo team at the moment it's really hard to tell yeah it's oh man they're just impossible to read ferrari I, I, my own my my feeling on it right now given monaco wasn't an amazing result for them i don't think they'll be great here i mean at least um the clerk aren't been in qualifying and not start the race so easily this time yeah, so where, easily. Where did, Challenge yeah. accepted. I mean, he's still <laughs> yeah. could. Hold my beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think... I think this will come back to something I mentioned earlier, which is this is generally a circuit where good drivers can 
get a, a performance out of a car that's not necessarily deserving of said performance. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I think with that in mind, I think it's more likely to see a strong Ferrari performance because I think both Sainz and Leclerc could push the car a little bit outside could. of what it's capable of yeah. in a place like so you're, you're saying What you're saying is that look, both Leclerc and Sainz are going to live up to the hype. <laughs> I'd hope so. I would. I'd I would like, like to, to see so, them do that. I'd yeah, like to see that. I'd like to sort of see the finishing like top ten, and maybe have a couple of drivers in there that you rate from like further down the grid that you know have got like they've not been in there regular. Like say you know Alonso being in there and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, I know Alp- Alpine have been getting better and better over recent weeks, but. This is a chance to score some really good points from if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also, just sort of see results like that coming through. I also think of fact this weekend, like if McLaren and or Ferrari are as kind of good around here as we maybe think they might be, Perez and possibly Bottas could find themselves being kind of pulled back into that fight a little Swallowed bit. And it's, at the very least, it's going to make their strategy yeah. very difficult because they're not going to be as far behind as they often are. Which has yeah, kind of been happening Ricardo's all season, a factor but as well. yeah, yeah, it's a fairly yeah. short track. Ricardo well. kind of, yeah, Ricardo's good round here. In, yeah, he has yeah, been yeah, very good, good. Here in the past, he's done really well. So yeah, don't count him out, um, especially since he, he seems to be now slowly still finding his way with the McLaren. He's more or less getting, you know, every race is improving, isn't he? There's no doubt about yeah. that. Like he's oh, yeah. getting better and better. So last race was absolutely um, his best race of the season so far. Yeah, and we're coming to a circuit that he likes. So yeah, let's yeah. Um, let's see how he does. Um, next one, shall I do the next one? Mm-hmm. Ready for it? Aye. Um, Touchstone sixty four says, thinking about going to Hungary Grand Prix next year. All things permitting, where should I get seats? Oh, good question. Where did we sit? Because that was really good. Uh, we sat the, at the, the first chicane. chicane. Yeah, I mean, it technically, it's probably the only chicane, but. So that's um, by turns. Oh, whatever. Turns six and seven, is it officially? I believe. I so think when you go by the five, proper numbers. Yeah, it's six, seven. Yeah. Two, yes, three. it is. Um, Five's um, the big right-hander, ooh. and then six, seven. It, that, um, I mean, that was a nice. That's a nice spot because you can see them. You still, so you can sort of see them come up the hill through the left-handed flick at foot. I mean, he's not a left-handed flick, it's almost a right angle, but it looks like a left-handed flick in <laughs> these cars. So you see them come sort of up the hill through that, round the long sweeping corner that is turn five, and then you obviously then get to see them through turn six and seven. Yeah. Can be a little bit of a point for people to stick a nose in and make a move, especially in the lower formulas. I was going to say, so yeah. a few happens. people making moves there in F2 and stuff when we were there. And you see cars um, going through the gravel and stuff there as well. Like it is, yeah. it's kind of a, it's a bit of an action zone, isn't it? As, yeah. as the titles to F one <laughs> would like to point I, out. I, to. I suppose as well with it, if the weather's a little off, like we got spots of rain the, when we were there. You had half the circuit was raining and half the circuit wasn't, if you remember. Yeah. And they were getting up to us and it was raining over us and they were struggling through there and it was. It was like Inquality. good to see them have to fight the car because we because um, the, circ- the circus circus kind of in a, definitely a good spot for me. The circus kind of in a big natural bowl, bowl. isn't it? And like from where we were sat, we yeah. could literally see the storm like rolling in, like from the distance over the mountains towards the circuit. Um, lightning going and everything. Yeah, yeah. I think if you just just want to watch F one cars overtaking, then like turn one is 
basically your best option. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the general admission there is quite good because basically from kind of the chicane at six and seven all the way around kind of the second half of the circuit to turn one, you can kind of go around everywhere there. Um, which is yeah. especially good yeah. if it's as hot as it was when we were there because you need a bit of shade sometimes. Yeah, that's the, that's the other thing I was going to say is if you do go, definitely, definitely take take a scarf that you can put that you can soak with water, yeah. like just a pashmina sort of scarf, and just soak it in water and sit with that around your neck because you will over yeah, all, all that. Yeah, like, it is so, head so hot. I honestly could have, I would have died if I'd not done that. It was, it was so hot, really, really, really hot. It, it, it's the sort of place where you can literally go from feeling like you're going to die of heat to being in a thunderstorm within the space of like three yeah. minutes. Yeah, but you Great won't place get to go cold. Though. It's yeah, cool it's, a, it's a brilliant place. Dude, I um, mean, the, Budapest itself is wicked. Oh, Budapest um, is fantastic. Really, really good town. Like, really, yeah. really great places to eat. There's some really cool markets. There's great places to drink if you're into that. Like the uh, the dive, what are they called? The ruin bars. Ruin yeah. bars. Yeah. Which are all old estates that got destroyed during the world wars, and then they were um, taken over by businesses and turned into sort of really, really big, kind of like outdoor clubs. Kind of, yeah. yeah, and it's all like full of graffiti and stuff. And yeah, yeah. really if, cool. If you do go, let us know and we'll recommend some places to you. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I've still got a list of places worth going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so rad. We should go again. You know, we <laughs> yeah, should go I'd again. love to go to that Because it was brilliant I mean, it, fun. It's a I mean, Budapest as a city and the Hungarian GP as a race are one, one of the weekend. ones that will sort of always be on my, I'll happily do them again yeah. every year if i can if i have the yeah. opportunity to do it um first race we I went mean, to like, together as well wasn't I, it for all three of us yeah yeah, yeah. was um, it oh it was yeah. wasn't it yeah because that was it was the year that i'd already done germany the week before yeah oh yeah, yeah. you just like, swam your way out of the there as well yeah yeah I had to swim out the hungaring we're reminiscing now shall we go into the memory chicaning yeah it's not memory chicaning another question Next, Molly asks, do you think Alfa Romeo would be a good fit for Bottas if he isn't retained by Mercedes? Uh, and Wesley adds, if Alfa Romeo is willing to talk to Valtteri, they're open to the idea of replacing Kimi. Of those drivers that might be available, who do you think the best choice would be to replace him? Um, that rumour seems to be gaining a bit of traction, doesn't it? The yeah. Bottas mm. going to Alfa. Bottas is not interested in talking to anyone until he's sorted out whether or not he's going to be at Mercedes. No, I mean, I'm sure his management yeah. are already having words with other teams in anticipation of. Like, what? You, mean, you mean Toto Wolf? <laughs> I don't think Toto's actually his manager anymore, is he? Or is he still? I, I don't think I feel, he will be. I feel but... like generally whenever Toto actually signs a team to Mercedes, he then moves on the driver management to someone else. For yeah. Kind of. Um. I don't know. I could see Bottas like filling in the role that Kimi has had at Alpha, if Kimi does decide to hang up his boots finally. Do, can you see? Does he want to do that though? Or wouldn't you rather? Surely you'd rather go and do something else than just go and just pootle around in a. Alpha That's Romero the thing is, it's it's whether he wants to stay reason. in F1 or whether he wants to be I, racing in something he can, you know, be successful. I think. In. I think if you're in the sport now. And you have the opportunity of staying in the sport with a different team instead of leaving it. I think most drivers would take the opportunity to at least stay and see how Not the, the new aero formula plays out. Um, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we all look at these teams as they are now. 
any of those midfield teams could have a chance of nailing something in those aero regs and, mm-hmm. and being in the mix. Um, yeah. There's definitely going to be a shuffle, isn't there? There's going to be a yeah, shuffle in performance. I, I think that combined with just like, I mean, you, you're on Ferrari's doorstep if you're in Alfa Romeo. You know, if if anything ever happened in their driving lineup that they might might want to bring somebody in. This, I mean, there's definitely much more advantage to stay in the sport for at least another year or two if you can get a contract somewhere like that, if you was to leave Mercedes. So I think that would probably be his first thought. Yeah. But I then, guess there's a desire just to experience the new cars as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and then obviously if, if that were to happen and it didn't play out to his favour, then he would maybe move on. I think that's the most logical outcome, I think. Yeah, I definitely. Um, I I still think going back to Williams would be a good move for all concerned for Bottas. Like, they're, they're definitely a team heading he in was, the right direction. I think yeah. having an experienced race-winning driver is would really help Williams in terms of development direction. Um, yeah. It'd keep Bottas more in sport, like, keep him going. It'd keep a link to Mercedes as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are more interesting... I'm, team i think than i don't know whether that's because i'm you know kind of partisan to them and i kind of like williams and i'm not that bold about um alfa romeo yeah i mean but at least williams the- are a team like alfa romeo is just it, it's rebadged sober like they, they are still sober it's just yeah ferrari pay to have alfa romeo on the cars they are still sober yeah ultimately um yeah and you know alfa have extended that deal for a bit longer now but the kind of it was very vague the contract length terms like it still seemed to leave a lot of rigor room for them to decide they've had enough putting money in and bounce at some point at which point they'll just be sober again yeah yeah i i think another reason the, the williams one would maybe fit is just because when you see like what happened, I'm, I mean, I'm not directly comparing the situations at all, but when you see like what happened with Gasly moving from uh, what was Toro Rosso to Red Bull and then going back to Alpha Tower and suddenly being in the best form we've ever seen him in, mm-hmm. like Bottas might head back to a team like Williams and suddenly like kind of refine himself and become what we all thought he was up until the moment he. he joined Mercedes and in the same way that we all thought Gasly had it until he was in the Red Bull and things didn't quite work out. And I mean, Bottas has definitely proven his worth in that Mercedes. I just think that he maybe needs less of the pressure that the Mercedes seat is putting on him right now I mean, to maybe refine himself and, and feel happy in the sport again. But yeah. I mean, I, I know me. we only see like, you know, the, the kind of public face of it all, but I think you have to respect how well Bottas seems to be holding up and dealing with this season because he's literally spent yeah. half a year now of just constantly being bombarded with yeah. most people wanting rid of him so Russell can have the seat. Like, and as, as a result, like, constantly Chris. criticizing him. I sound like a Bottas sound like, fan. You sound like a fanboy, Chris. That's what you sound like. <laughs> No, I'm I kidding, do. I'm I don't think so. I, I do still, all things considered, want Russell in that seat next year, but mm. I think Bottas does a much better job than he's given credit for. Yeah, I think like there's another angle. There's a whole other angle to this, and like if you look at, so let let's let's just break down 
um, Sauber slash Alfa Romeo for a second. <laughs> yeah. So obviously they are essentially, you could consider them the Ferrari B team. Ferrari mm-hmm. have put, you, you, you would be fair to say Ferrari have put Raikkonen in that team to free up space for, you know, the, 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 drive, the drivers that they have now. Yeah. And to give their junior driver um, a, you know, a, 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 a chance to learn from someone who's got a very, very shiny career within mm-hmm. Formula One and had a very, very good time there. Won a world championship, um, won lots of races, you know, all that. And it means Loads you can compare your junior driver to a known quantity as well, which is always Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you look at how things turned out there, Giovinazzi, you know, he's not set the world on fire, has he? Let's, no. Let's be honest. He's, he's been good this year. He's, he's, he's started to sort of come on song and get better and better and better. But and as, over the time he's been there, he's got better and better. But... He's certainly, you know, he's no Carlos Sainz and he's no Charles Leclerc. No, he's not what um, we hoped he would be, is he? Yeah, he's not no, what we hoped he'd be. Back in so, the old days. <laughs> it leaves Ferrari in a weird place because, I, I mean, it's, still I can't understand why Ferrari put Schumacher in the house and didn't get rid of um, Giovinazzi and put Giv- and put Schumacher in the uh, Alfa Romeo. But that's, you know, that's Ferrari being Ferrari, I guess. Yeah, because um, it, and it sounds it's, like... I, I, honestly, I think there is a part of that. But, we, being... but my point... But, go on. I, just, but, I, was can just I, just... I think a point of that was the, the money that Schumacher brings with German sponsorship. And that okay. was more of a scalp by Haas getting yeah. him oh, in that enough. car so, yeah, yeah, from okay. a money perspective than Ferrari saying, let's put him in the Haas instead of the Alfa. Mm. Well, I think what's ended up happening is they've got a driver who in Raikkonen who doesn't really want to be in that team anymore. Who's kind of like for the last couple of years looked to me like he's just not that interested. And they've got a young driver in Giovinazzi who's not progressing as well as he ought to be. And then when you when you take all that into account and then you look at Bottas, is can you really see Bottas at Alpha? I can't with all that in mind. I again, I think, it depends what they want to do with these teams, doesn't it? If they yeah. want Alpha to be the young driver training ground, having a Raikkonen or a Bottas in the other seat to learn from makes a lot of sense. But I don't think Giovinazzi is that person anymore. Like, I can you? But it's Bottas. It's Bottas's decision. That Bottas is, is Bottas. Is Bottas really that interested in being Ferrari's little tutor? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. So. It's not like he's got a load of history there. You know, a lot with yeah. them or anything which is why like the williams the straight swap to williams makes so much more sense because yeah as you've just said williams are a much more interesting team they 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 are they are moving in the right direction finally moving in the right direction they're on an upward trajectory whereas to me sauber have just been stagnant for so oh, many 100%. years yeah and just I mean, nothing seems to happen there pretty since much BMW, since they stuck since, since BMW yeah. days and since since they stuck the Alfa Romeo badge on the side of the car, yeah. it's a holding like, pen. That's, yes. it's not a. It's, it's the average a, at best. It's not going to do. It's a holding pen with a with a tutor. That's what mm. that's what that setup is. I think mm. is designed to do. Whereas you look at a team like Williams, who who are still independent and still 
really keen to sort of move forward through the field and they've got they've got impetus they've got they've got a dog in the yeah. fight yeah whereas alpha are just coasting so for me i think the best move for bottas if he does lose his seat which is not guaranteed yet if he does then i could see him him personally preferring if he's going to stay in formula 1 to go to williams than he would to to sauber uh, to alpha <laughs> and yeah, I mean, there's not many seats left for this point already, is there? If you look down the, well, it all cascades, doesn't it? Like, it's, yeah. it's all down. It's Mercedes, yeah. Really, once Mercedes have made their mind up, then that's yeah. when like, silly season will get going properly. Alpine are locked in, Aston Martin are locked in, Ferrari are locked in, Haas are locked in now. It, it, it's well, Mazpin's definitely there. They're basically finalising the last couple of contract details with Ferrari for Schumacher to be there next season. We know McLaren are locked in. Um. I mean, I guess Bottas could go to Red Bull, but I can't see that happening. <laughs> that I would mean, be interesting. It's possible. Just it's not out. Yeah, strange con- things. Contractually, yeah. it's possible, but he's definitely not going to go mean, to Alpha Tauri. Verstappen. Uh, sorry, I always get their names mixed up. Um, Vettel quit. Uh, well, did he quit Ferrari? Who knows? Like Vettel no. and Ferrari <laughs> parted ways, <laughs> kind of out, kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> And that co- that did, you know, as much as everyone was saying whatever was being said at the time, like no one actually saw that coming. Yeah, that that the it whole was... of Formula One media was pretty surprised by that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a, I, to me that's a stranger thing happening than it's Bottas true. going to Red Bull. But then Bottas kind of like, is he better than Sergio Perez? Who's better in those two cars? Yeah, and, and the way. I think Sergio Perez is doing okay. If he has a terrible second half to the season, then it's a possibility that you could get Bottas yeah. in that car, which would be crazy. I'd like, be very to go surprised. To, over if... to the rival team would be yeah. very, very controversial, it's, I think. It's the kind of thing you can see Red Bull doing, though, isn't it? It is. Snapping yeah. up a, a driver from the rival team the and milking rival. them for all the information you can. And what a story yeah. it would be. Like it would be such an amazing story to see it happen. Mm. That's kind of, and then, you know, imagine Bottas goes on to beat Verstappen. It turns out he's been this amazing driver all along. <laughs> he's just not had the equipment to do it. But that's, I think in another universe, a parallel universe. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we do the next one? Yeah. It's oh, kind of linked to the last question, I think. Yeah, one left. Uh, Jay Alexander says, with the rumour mill starting to turn in regards to Williams drivers for next year, with the likes of Zhao and Tictum all the way to Hulkenberg and Kavia apparently being in consideration, who do you think is most likely or would pref- who, or who would you prefer to see next year? Personally, I'm hoping for a Tictum Kavia yeah. lineup just purely for the memes. <laughs> the memes would be insane for that one. Those be, they would, would be, be walking, talking meme generators, <laughs> those people. Hmm. Um, Who do you want at Williams then? Another name that's been doing the rounds in recent days is um, f- current Formula E points leader Nick DeVries. Supposedly, no supposedly Mercedes are sort of sniffing around, potentially wanting to give him an F. You know, thinking he's still got deserving he's got of an F one chance. He's totally got the goods. He's a good driver. He's a brilliant yeah. driver. I, I think Formula e, yeah. he's not had a chance to shine in Formula E because Formula E is a very, very difficult well, to be. You say that he's leading the championship. <laughs> yeah, well, he has. Yeah, but like you know, look look at where he was before he was leading the championship. I think he was down in like. 
fourteenth or something. It's just like the same thing. It's, it's a, crazy a couple of weeks ago. Championship, it's a, it's isn't a, it? Yeah. It's, the, we could do a whole episode on why Formula E qualifying is broken. <laughs> hmm. Um. Yeah, Nick DeVries. I could see. I actually could see in a Williams seat. Um, yeah. Where does that leave? Bottas Latifi's bringing a lot of cash still, so, so La- Latifi's continues. contract is up the end of this year. Um, so he is in need of negotiating a new contract if he wants to stay. But as you say, he does bring quite a bit of cash into that team. Uh, I, I guess it depends whether the new owners think they still need that cash or not. Um, yeah. I, I just really hope they don't go for the two. I mean, Latifi isn't a rookie anymore, but he's certainly a he's not an experienced driver either and I I th- he's still he's still very unproven isn't he well, he's I'll not be- setting the world he's not setting the world on fire is he Let's no I'll, I'll be disappointed if they if assuming Russell does leave that team I'd be disappointed if they didn't put a more experienced driver in one of those two seats so what can you see Hulkenberg and Bottas in the same in Williams next year in a, in a resurgent Williams in whole new era oh package. man that'd be insane two two drivers who <laughs> ma- many would say haven't been given the right chances in a, a resurgent Williams who's fighting, fighting for a championship back on an amazing aero package where the the new teams put something insane together oh, it's one the fairy tales it's the one can only dream. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would like it to be. Oh, I tell you how I'd like it to be. Go on, Bottas and Van Dorn. There's my Williams lineup for next year. Ooh, Ooh redemption for Van Dorn. <laughs> um, in a Williams, that's got an amazing aero package. Yeah. They're fighting for a championship. Obviously, yeah, in this rhetorical yeah. situation, they are the, the resurgent championship leaders. In reality, by race two, <laughs> Latifi and. Don't know. Latifi and maybe De Vries is a realistic option next year. Um, yeah. I think Zoo would yeah. be a good idea for them if they can make a deal with Alpine, yeah. but I kind of can't see that happening given their ties to Mercedes. Do then again, what? Ocon's still been a Mercedes driver for a very long time and he drives for Alpine, so who knows? Yeah, I, I think yeah. Jay Alexander is actually just Dan Tictum in disguise <laughs> trying, to, trying to get people to talk about him having a race seat judging by the number of times Tictum is mentioned in this question <laughs> either that or he's a he's a big Tictum fan um, I don't I don't see Tictum in in a Williams in a Formula 1 car I mean he's he's been he's been good this year um, for, for a, again I, I still don't feel like he's uh, mentally uh, from F1 material no and I haven't for some time and he's he's not done anything yet to disprove that feeling but there's no denying he has been quick this year very quick this year yeah yeah I mean he's he's definitely in a better place than he has been in previous years mm-hmm. but I still think he's nowhere near being finished enough to be yeah. an F1 driver there's still been a lot of it's everybody's fault except mine from him this year, mm. hasn't there? Yeah, like just we, so little time for that. Yeah, yeah. Like we we do joke like F one drivers are the kings of excuses, but there's a, there's a there's having an excuse that's tongue in cheek, and there's there's just moaning about literally everything that happens to you on track. Yeah, and unfortunately, 
Dan Tictum is the latter, yeah. usually. Yeah. Um, Who do I actually realistically want to see in that team then? I don't know. Um, Who do you realistically want to see in that team, Stu? I'd like to see Russell go to Mercedes. I would like to see that. I think we all would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that opens up that seat. I think realistically, Latifi's not going anywhere. I think there's more money to be squeezed from that cash cow. Yeah, unfortunately. So I don't think he's he's going anywhere. And Russell's replacement, I think really, we, I think we just spoke about it. I think it's Bottas. I think that's the only... You think it'll be Bottas That's down. the only realistic one for me. Um, who would I like to see there? Uh, you know, Hulk, there's a romanticism about sort of Nico Hulkenberg coming back to Williams and probably ending his, his Formula 1 career there um, or restarting and ending his Formula hmm. 1 career there um, hmm. other than that like yeah I'd be very happy to see Bottas in Williams again I think for the same reason I think part of me wanted Jack Aitken to, to get another shot at it but mm-hmm. I feel like he might have not lost his chance, but like he's been kind of average at best in Formula Two when he's. I mean, he's not been in every race, but he's not. He's not been at the level that we've known him to be at in the past. No. So, no. I think his chance might have slipped away from him on that and basis. That, I but. think he's maybe accepted that as well, and he's like focusing his energy elsewhere, mm. which is sometimes I think what you ultimately have to do. Um, yeah, I, I, so with with that being the case, I don't think there's anyone else in the Williams Academy that's ready to step up yet. Because I mean, the one we already mentioned is Tictum, and the other one's Roy Nassani, which again, uh, he's not yeah, yeah. ready to step again, up yet. I don't think he's not setting the world on fire, is he? So, I mean, when know. when he's done FP ones, he's always been fairly close to Latifi and away off Russell generally, which is yeah. kind of where you'd expect him to be, I suppose. Um, Russell for Williams is like. They have got a driver there that they so. What's the? I don't want to say they don't deserve him because they do deserve him because they're giving him the drive and he's doing a great job there and brilliant. But like he's, they're punching. Isn't he was it? like, I guess that's the way you yeah. put it, isn't it? Christmas they and birthday punching. come up once when they got him. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he is a really, really, really good driver, and. They're not going to find that again in a hurry. No. No, it's difficult, isn't it? I I, I could definitely see Bottas going there if, if Russell moves up. And I think that ultimately uh, Latifi would probably stay, at least for the foreseeable, until someone like Nassani or whoever in the academy is maybe ready to step up and take his place. And I think having Bottas there might be good for Latifi as well. Yeah. I think it would. Yeah, it could do. Russell and Latifi aren't learning anything from each other. No. Two two drivers of that kind of experience level and that kind of age aren't learning. Russell from each other. has graduated Williams now. Russell has yeah, absolutely so. graduated yeah. Williams. I think that where he's putting that car on a Saturday, he or or a Friday, as the case may be, he um he he's there's not much left. I think for Russell to extract from that team at this point, he's been there three years. He's he's outperforming the car. He, that, that that learning curve has plateaued. It's and time yeah. to move on. It's funny, isn't it? Because that's always how it used to be. Like Drivers would cut their teeth at one of the minnows at the back and then they'd get moved up to the front. And it's kind of... It's it's only in recent years, you know, obviously Hamilton stepped just straight into a race-winning car when he started. Yeah. Um, even Verstappen. Leclerc, like... Yeah, Verstappen did, like... Yeah, Verstappen and Leclerc 
well, you know, move very they didn't quickly step into race winning cars, but they moved up very quickly. No, very but they were, quickly, yeah. they were both given a car that gave them proper opportunity to prove their worth and moved up very quickly as a consequence. And it's, it's easy yeah, they, to be like, oh, why is Russell still stuck there? Or like, as much as there's an element of truth to that, it's also kind of that is how most drivers' careers have gone. Yeah, that's how it works, yeah. usually. Yeah, yeah. 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 Huh. I think we've wow. answered that. I think we have. I think, I think we might have. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That, was, that was a really good one. That was um, Just to add a, a bit of Discord information into that one, uh, Wes says Bottas and De Vries would be an interesting combo. It would. Um, it would be an interesting combo. I'd, I'd like to see De Vries get a shot. I, think, I don't think when he left F2, he was ready for the step up, but I think now having spent a few years doing other things, like he's he's definitely not the finished product, but he's... he's He's a, he's a quick old driver. Quick yeah, young driver. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take us uh, out, Tom. That, yeah, I was about to say that is it for this week. So off you all go and enjoy the Hungarian Grand Prix. <laughs> 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 uh, go on. Remember, go on, remember if you, you want go. to do your predictions, uh, head to backofthegrid.com. You can also use the contact us form on the website there to get in touch. Um, but if you do social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook just by searching for Back of the Grid. Um, and as always, thank you very much to all of our lovely Patreon supporters, but in particular our team principals, who are Dustin Jantos, Narayan Hamari, Alexia Jarvis, Mark McNeil, and Wesley Paul. If you're interested in getting involved in there and being part of the Discord and so on, then you can head to patreon.com slash backofthegrid, where you can join there. Uh, as I say, that is it for this week. So we will see you next week to review the Hungarian GP. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. 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 Oh, right, yeah, no music. I was like, why are we all still saying goodbye? Bye. But I can't go any lower than that. There's just no music. Could you even hear that? Did I do the brown noise? (laughs) No, it wasn't the brown bye. No, the brown bye. Everyone in Discord's just had to go to the toilet.